Hello, everybody. Welcome to Political Football, NFL uh, Week 12 here. I'm here with Cleve. Scott will be joining us shortly. Um, Cleve, before I uh, play the new intro here, how was your Thanksgiving? Ah, pretty quiet. Um, like I like it. Um, the days of all out, just debauchery and, you know, just going crazy eating. Not not as much. I made enough food to last me about two days, and we just got through the rest of it literally an hour ago. All right. Yours. Excellent. Uh, well, I was at work on Thanksgiving, as I am every year. And this is the first mm. year, though, with the Lions having expectations. And then, of course, they're losing. So the hotel is full of kids doing their loud kid stuff. And I'm like, in my mind, just wanted to scream at the computer monitor watching the Lions fail. So mine was, you know, a little whatever. But uh, we'll get to that and more coming up right here on Political Football. Hey, I told you Scott would be joining us. Scott, how was your Thanksgiving? Oh, you know, it was good. How about you guys? Well, that's what we were discussing quiet. right before you hopped on. Cleves was quiet. I was at work trying not to cuss at kids because the Lions were screwing up. So that was an awful football game, by the way. But, you know, <laughs> yeah. tradition. It, yeah. Luckily, though, hey. for us. Yeah, luckily for us, it did get a race. So just off the top here, we are going to get into mostly NFL stuff here, of course, as we normally do. But I don't know if you guys can see my name. If you're watching on YouTube, you can. If you listen on audio, it is a YouTube live stream. Link in the show notes. Uh, come subscribe so you get notifications when we're going live. But my name here is Ohio State. It's still soft. Scott, on a scale of one to infinity, how happy are you that Michigan beat Ohio State? So I don't think I'm quite as radical a fan as you are. So I, I mean, it's a 10, it's cool, but like life does go on when they lose. Right. So <laughs> does that make sense? No. Okay. So I had rationalized it in the middle of the fourth quarter that they were losing that game. And I, and I had planned out the rest of the day and the weekend, all this other stuff. And, it, you know, so the fact that they held on was, was pretty awesome. I just didn't expect it. But, you know, I mean, that, that was a huge game. I'm not answering your question at all. I don't think I So am. this was, Cleve, in my opinion, this was the biggest version of the Michigan-Ohio State game probably ever when you consider that there will never be a game that could potentially have stakes like this again. We're going away from the divisional model, which means there could be rematches one week later in the Big Ten title game. We're going to a 12-team playoff, so both teams meet undefeated. They're both going to the playoff at that point. They're just playing for seeding, right? There will never be another basically a quarterfinal winning in just huge game on top of all the bullshit Ohio State's been trying to pull all year. So as a mostly neutral in this cleave, what did you think about watching this game and the hoopla surrounding it and all that? <clears throat> well, <clears throat> excuse me. Well, I sent you guys the presser, um, my version of the presser. I don't know if you guys got the joke or not, but it was – pretty uh pretty funny if you didn't go back and check it out it's actually hilarious because someone sent it to me 
in that in that regard. Um, now I, I I told you weeks ago because of all the things surrounding the program and what what went on and everything. Um, that you guys just lay waste to everything from here, scorched earth, to holding that national championship trophy above your head. And um, I think we joked about it when Scott got off last week. Uh, if I'm Harbaugh, I'm, I'm coaching from the Jumbotron. You said I couldn't be on the sideline, but you never said I couldn't be on the, on the Jumbotron. And, and like Dave said, you're coaching from the house. The feed's coming from the couch. Got the menu. He's got the menu like this. He's, you know. So Scott, so Scott, given that this is, in my opinion, maybe the biggest Michigan Ohio State game of all time, certainly of our lifetimes, my lifetime. I don't know about yours, but what 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 do you think? Well, to be honest, I thought the game two years ago may have was probably bigger in its in its as it was happening, um, because Michigan finally got you know what I mean like. Maybe that's a hot take, and I don't mean it to be, but when Hutchinson steamrolls through that offensive line and they just they just lay waste to Ohio State three years ago, I guess that game would have been. That to me was um, the Mr. Brightside's game, you storm the field and all that stuff. I don't think it will ever get better than that for, for me watching, but that's a, I guess that's a perspective thing. This was awesome too, though. I mean, it really was. And with all of the the bullshit surrounding the entire thing for Michigan to, to, to lose Harbaugh for three games. I'm going to talk myself into this as I talk. This is how I, this is how I do things Um, (laughs) very much. It is. So uh, for, for Sharon Moore to pull off what he pulled off, which is sort of unprecedented, but I, but also of their own making, I suppose um, it's incredible. Uh, I will tell you, I was nervous as a whore in church. As oops, political <laughs> football. If it, it, it hey, plays here, um, it plays here. Whores go to church. It's okay. to be honest, it's it's the church that should be nervous in that scenario. But anyways, continue. I'm with you, but <laughs> you know uh, that's a whole other side conversation. We could have a conversation. I was so nervous in the fourth quarter, especially as they were putting that drive together, the drive that they ended the game on or where they punted with what, whatever it was, 40, 50 seconds, whatever it was. I was hoping they were just going to hold the ball, you know, just don't score, just hold on to the ball. But they got really conservative at the end, especially the last couple plays. And, um, you know, but it was super impressive what they did. I think that, I think, that was Michigan's most impressive win uh, just based on everything that's gone on. So I can understand the, you know, how, how huge it feels just because of, um, you know, like you said, we're not going to have this, this uh, matchup in the future. It won't, it won't have stakes like that. Right. It can't. And so while Ohio state has dominated the century, the last three years where this game can have stakes like this and it has, Michigan won all three. So going forward, the paradigm in college will all be completely different. We're having these super huge conferences, 12-team playoff. You know, these sort of games will still matter, but they just can never matter quite like this for what it means for the future of the season. So it, yeah. feel, it felt great to walk off with three in a row like um, uh, like this. Now, in Ryan Day's Ohio State's coach's defense, 
he did say three years ago that their goal was to hang 100 on Michigan. And over the last three years, he has gotten 74 total points. So he's almost there. <clears throat> oh, second quarter 2025, he should get there. <laughs> I don't know what to make of Ryan Day. He sucks. He's soft. His program is soft because he's soft. Born on third base, took over Urban Meyer's program, can't do it himself. You can say all those things, but I would not want to play Ohio State again this year. No, oh, I you. would. I would. Super soft. Absolutely soft. The constant kicking on fourth and short, punting on fourth and short because they're 120th in power success rate rushing because they can't win in the trenches against bad teams, let alone against good teams like Michigan. They're soft. They're actually not even that good at football relative to the other really good teams. They get killed now, by Dave, Texas, you know, killed by Oregon, killed by Georgia, killed by Bama, killed you know by Michigan. know what the score was, though? At home, you know what the, you, you are aware of what the score was. Yeah, I'm aware that Michigan covered easily. And you were aware that Ohio State was driving to win that game. I mean, there you had to be feeling nerves with a minute left in that game. I was hoping that Michigan would obviously not give not give the ball back to Ohio State, of course. But honestly, there was no point in this game where I was like, oh, my God, but like Michigan's got to pull this out. It's like Michigan's going to win this game unless something crazy happens. And Harrison tried his best to make something crazy happen. That's the thing about as we transition to the NFL here, Cleve. I've been trying to tell y'all, I mean, Scott has too, that Marvin Harrison Jr. is absolutely him, and you saw it in this game. Without Harrison, they lose this game by 17. I mean, not just the touchdown he scored, the crazy downfield. He gets interfered with. Johnson takes one of his hands away. He just goes one hand sliding down 40 yards downfield. I'm very happy to not have to play against him anymore. Yes. <laughs> now, they offered him $15 million to come back. Wow. In NIL money. Wow. Yeah, that's I mean, not enough. Yeah. But oh, he should be the first non quarterback off the board. 15 mil is not enough. It's not. It's not. He should be. He's, I mean, if you take away quarterbacks, he's, he's, you know, he is the first pick. Yes. Yeah. He's that yeah. good. It's been and a long if they, time. If they truly gave the Heisman Trophy to the single best player, even if it's the best offensive player, he would win. Like he's just clearly yeah. the best player. And so, you know, I do want to I do want to shout him out because he really is spectacular. And when I say the program is soft, I really am talking about Ryan Day, their inability to run the ball, convert short yardage, play tough defense. I have absolutely nothing negative to say about Marvin Harrison Jr. at all. Well, that's good because there is a, a, there's not much negative you can say. But I'm with you on the Ryan Day thing. Um, I it, to me that that looked like uh, I don't believe in my quarterback, so we just need to do everything we can to stay tight in this game. Yeah, I, did you guys feel that was that same way watching it? Like he just didn't believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Play he played safe. But the thing is, Ryan Day knew that he was going to lose this game for the last year. That's why they set up the PR campaign and all the stuff that they did to get Harbaugh out of the game to try to do whatever they could. Because he knows he knows he cannot coach Jim Harbaugh, and he knows he's going to lose this game again. He looks at his team. He looks at Michigan. He's like, we're going to lose this game again. I cannot lose this game by three touchdowns two years in a row with C.J. Stroud and then show up with Kyle McCord in Ann Arbor think I'm going to win. Yeah. And, yeah. Before we move on, let me ask you. So, I mean, you guys are obviously from, from the area. What, so when, when, um, when Michigan loses a game like that, what is the mood around town? Because obviously it's close to the holidays. Like, what's the mood? Like, what's used like the the mood around town? I don't recall. I don't either. Because the thing <laughs> is, 
Michigan has it. Michigan hasn't really lost to Ohio State with an expectation of winning in a long time. Yeah. Because Michigan's been expected to win. Michigan was expected to win in 2011, and they won. They were expected to win in 2005, and they lost. That's like I said, that's the Troy Smith Heisman Trophy year. They lost at home 21 to 16 because Lloyd Carr has no idea what he's doing. And I was really mad for about, well, we're going on 18 years now. I'm still not quite over it. So, <laughs> so that's yeah, been a minute. Dave, I think Dave's a different, Dave's different. Like, I, I don't, I mean, it's, you know, you lose. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, I had planned out, all right, I'm going to watch this very painful end of a football game. I expect this to go poorly. I thought there might have been a call that would have come in that would have just been ridiculous, which is why I wanted Michigan to not give the ball back to them. And <laughs> so, um, you know, I mean, you lose to a really good team. You just You just have to tip your hat and move on. And I still, I mean, Dave, you can say it all you want, but Ohio State gave them gave Michigan every single thing they could they could have wanted in that yes. game. Nothing more. That was a yes. tight football game. It yes. really was. Ohio State played about as well as they possibly could have, and they still lost by six and never led. Right. True. And that was and that was I mean, that was like an A game from them. Right. Yeah. They almost committed no penalties. Yeah. They had one bad turnover, but that's it. The second one you have to pass, desperation gets hit. Right. I don't really hold that as like a bad no. turnover or whatever. No. Um, and that was, you know, was, yeah. So they played about as good as they could. They lost by six. The first tur- turnover was honestly incredible scheme from Michigan. Yes. To understand barely- the way they were bracketing Harrison. Yes. And for for the corner to play inside leverage instead of outside because the safety was inside too. It's like they were giving away you can have the between the numbers and the boundary because we don't believe your quarterback can make that throw. So yeah. good luck. And that's why Johnson jumps that route and, and intercepts that pass. That's all scheme. It's all yeah. just super smart football stuff. So Cleve, Michigan's defensive coordinator is Jesse Minter, son of Rick Minter, longtime coach at Cincinnati. And Jesse Minter was with the Ravens with John Harbaugh for a long time. Michigan's last defensive coordinator is right now the defensive coordinator for Baltimore. So they do run like pro style schemes on defense. And Will Johnson, the corner who made the interception, is a true sophomore. He's going to be a top 15 pick, I think, in 2025. So, yeah, he can move. He can boogie. Okay. Uh, moving on to the uh, to the NFL here. Sticking in Michigan because we're just going to order. Packers 29, Lions 22. My one note on this game, embarrassing loss for the Lions, pretty much eliminates them from getting the number one seed and greatly harms their chances at the two seed. This is a team that plays much better at home, so donking off this game was horrible for their chances in the playoffs. Yes. Yep. I thought about what you said. You like it's you didn't want to. I think you said that you you didn't anything at home. You guys were going to defend home field, so. Um. It had to be the Jordan Love that that that's the part there because we that's both the thing all, too. Jordan yeah. Love sucks. He sucks. Yeah, and Jordan and Jordan Love looked looked pretty good in this game. He's been playing better over the last month or so. But I'm pretty sick and tired of these at best mid quarterbacks, or in Geno Smith's case, mid but veteran quarterbacks coming in to Ford Field and putting up these huge games. Like, yeah. like this is not. It's one thing. It's one thing to go on the road to the Ravens and get destroyed. That's way better than losing at home to Jordan Love and the Packers, Scott. 
Yeah, and the way it happened it was like you, so you have you make Jordan Love look like a you know a, a high level, very functional NFL quarterback. You two weeks ago it was Justin Fields who did it to you. Three weeks ago it was Justin Herbert. Yeah, um, Justin like, Herbert actually is that, but still I know yeah. he is. Like, you know, <laughs> gave up thirty eight points to the to the Chargers, yeah. and you'd really yeah. never got off the field. Yeah. Uh, there's something's up with Detroit. I mean, in the past, the Lions, they would be in the middle of a five or a six game losing streak right now because they've played very poorly for like yeah. a month and a half. But their talent and other things have, have allowed them to overcome some of this stuff. In the past, this would be like a six game losing streak and we'd all be like, same old Lions, you know, stupid bullshit. But um, that was just, it, it was... A, a very poor performance. Uh, something's up with golf too. Like this is golf from uh, his first year with the lions and his last Damn. year with the Rams. Like dude, pressure is like, it is a problem. Don, you're I, right. I lost so much coin fucking bro. I was pissed. I was going to snap my phone in half like a graham cracker. Seriously. Yeah. What did you, yeah. what did you wager on the lions? The lions to cover. Oh, yeah. Cause the All last right. thing that Dave and I said to said to each other, like, we should win this game by like a gazillion points, and we're gonna murder yeah, we, them. And we I'm should, like, we should yeah, have destroyed them. <laughs> and so, like, that's what makes this so this so frustrating. I swear we're gonna move off the uh, the teams based in Michigan here shortly. Um, it just this sort of loss more than getting destroyed by the Ravens tells me that this Lions team is not a serious contender for the Super Bowl. Which to even feel that way is abnormal for a Lions fan. But it's yeah. still kind of disheartening because it's like they've only had like four good teams in my life, and this is one yeah. of them. So like at some point they're like they're gonna have to go Eli Manning Giants to do it. They're just never gonna be the Chiefs. They're never gonna just go 14 and three, steamroll everybody, be the best team, and go win the Super Bowl. And it just feels like this team is not going to do that. Yeah, it, it felt like everything just kind of pulled, pulled. You know, we pulled back the uh, the onion, so to speak. This is a terrible way to say this. I'm gonna go with it. Fuck it. Uh, you know, you peel back the layers of what they are as a team, and you recognize they just don't have the horses to contend with the big right. boys in the NFC. And it's like, well, shit. Yeah, I thought this was their year. Exactly. You know, at least to make a run, but I don't even think that's doable no. at this point. I expect you know? I, I expect this team to win their home playoff game because they're going to win the division. So I expect this team to win their home playoff game, which would only That's be their second, that would only be their second playoff win since 1957. Cleve, <laughs> can you believe that? Seriously, Damn. like that's incredible. I think <laughs> who was the president in 1957? Was it Dwight Eisenhower? Eisenhower, yeah. I was going to say Ike. Like, it's incredible. Yo, dude, the, the interstate highway system was just being formed. Yeah, the Mackinac Bridge was completed in 1957. <laughs> that's you guys are smarter insane. than I am. <laughs> what? That's the, I guess that's a low bar. Well, to to be fair, to be fair, Cleve, Cleve was already 32 by then. So, <laughs> oh my, he's a veteran. I was in a stock hop, fucker. <laughs> Um, what was it like when Elvis first came on the scene there, buddy? 
I wasn't I wasn't I wasn't gonna out I wasn't gonna out uh out Don here, but he said I was freaking two years old. So yes, Don was two in 1957. Um at least oh, at least man. at least Don got to be alive for the Lions last championship, but something only he and Cleve have in common. Um <laughs> all right, now moving on, this next game here, Commanders 10, Cowboys 45. My note here, the Commanders are bad and the Cowboys are good. But we've said this about the Cowboys game the last four weeks now. So I do just want to note that the Cowboys are destroying these hapless losers they, they're playing. They're unlike, say, to. the Detroit Lions. <laughs> they're supposed to. They're running into hey, a buzz I ball. love the descriptions. These these hapless losers. Like, <laughs> like these... Like these douchebags who've never done—they don't even know what a football is. They just stumbled onto under the grass. Did you see the, the Commanders game? Did you see the game? <laughs> I did, but it's like come, these are NFL I, players. Yo, I text you guys. I text you guys for a friend. Is Ron Rivera's key card going to work Monday? Yeah, <laughs> his yeah. key card has been taken from him Monday. But it was Del Rio, right? Didn't he get? Uh, yeah, yeah, Del Rio got to go. Somebody, yeah, Del Rio. Go, yeah, Del Rio unfortunately succumbed to a vast left-wing conspiracy and ended up getting fired from his uh, job with the Commanders. So amazing! Um, <laughs> yeah. how, how, there. how long till he's till he's the uh, sports reporter at Fox News? It's it's probably been inked right now. <laughs> that that's 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 an insult to Fox. That guy's going straight to Newsmax. All right, Seahawks 13, 49ers 31. Very impressive win for the 49ers. The Seahawks are slightly above average team with San Francisco crushing them from beginning to end. Here's the thing about this. The 49ers are at Philadelphia this week, Khalif. They opened as two and a half point favorites. On the road? At Philly. That should be a great game. That says a a lot about what the market and everybody thinks about the 49ers. (laughs) That's the best team in the NFC unless Philly, you know, really handles them. I mean, that team fully healthy, the market is clear that they think San Francisco, because that means in, in San Francisco, it'd be a five and a half point game. Yeah. Yeah. That's, That's crazy. Yeah. Um, I didn't write, I didn't write down most of the stats for this week. There weren't a ton of, ton of crazy stat performances. Brock pretty McCaffrey, again, though. Right? Good. Yeah. Deliver the pizza. They just handle business. I don't know. He's such a such a. I say it's every week, man. Is it, it, it kind of tells me like when you're a first rounder, sometimes you you know it's cold. It's cold in your sock, you know. Yeah, but I, I do. I, I think that we also need to acknowledge because we mentioned it, we need to acknowledge just how incredible the situation in San Francisco is for a quarterback. Like if Bryce mm-hmm. Young was the quarterback of the 49ers, they'd still be the best team in the NFC. No, 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 because the Trey Lance, like he couldn't get that offense going. And it's yeah, but damn near the, Bryce damn near the same Trey team. Lance are totally huh? different dudes. No, no, no. I'm, I'm I'm talking about Purdy. Purdy was a third stringer, right? He was a third string guy, right? He was their seventh round. He was the Mr. Irrelevant. Yeah, yeah he was yeah, because it was Jimmy and then um Lance and yep. then Purdy. Yeah, he wasn't expected to even play. That, that's the scout team quarterback. Yeah, yeah, and he's doing this yeah. stuff. Yeah, imagine they, what they would look you know, like with. Bryce I love Young. when a guy helps himself. Yeah. Pause. <laughs> but um, <laughs> but you know, like Clean, I love there is no way play. Scott knows what pause means. Oh my God, Scott, you can't. All right, Scott. Is, I, thought right. He, I thought he was taking a moment for himself. <laughs> pause. <laughs> oh, that's. Yeah. 
That's oh, exactly how we use it. <laughs> Cleve, pause, pause. One is a black term, and two is kind of a youthful term. And now Scott is not old. He's certainly not as old as you are. But internet, I'm older than Cleve is. Yeah, he's older than me. (laughs) Yeah, but but Cleve is a grandfather, so he's older. Um, pop pop, bruh, pop pop. (laughs) Um, yeah. So, anyways, yeah. Pause. Um, (laughs) that now you have to tell me what it means, though. Oh, you have to figure out with context. You just got to figure out. No, no, no. He's 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 a co-host. So anytime you say anything unmanly you gotta say pause because i can't say what i want to want to say anytime you inadvertently make a double entendre um (laughs) about yourself is a double you just lost okay i can't well let's move on i had him you just lost him fuck your co-host is a moron we're moving i'll text it to you scott oh thank you you're saving me (laughs) uh double entendre is gonna be scott's stage name all right um Uh, Dolphins 34, Jets 14. Cleve, I hate to do this to you in the interest of time, but um, the Dolphins are good and the Jets are bad. Man. I um, I mean, yeah, I I I, I got nothing. <laughs> I got nothing. Right. right. I yeah. This it, it. Tim Boyd. I mean, what 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 were people expecting Tim to do out there? About that. Yeah. Yeah. About that. About yeah. I mean. <laughs> Salah is so lucky that that Rodgers has another year signed because he would be fired. He Let me ask fired. a question real quick. Is it possible that the Jets' offense? I think their defense is really good, but is it possible their offense was never going to be good, even with Aaron Rodgers? That they may have struggled all along. No. I think Aaron Rodgers would have overcame that line because it's just veteran presence and maybe coaching the guys up. I, I think all that matters. I think that matters. I mean, they're bad. Physically, they're bad. They're not going to beat yeah. people off the ball and all of that. Like, they're, you know, they're going to get their asses kicked. But I, I think the quarterbacking, the skill of quarterbacking, vastly, there's a chasm between Rodgers and, and, and Wilson. There's a chasm between the two of them. And I think that it might have been great, but it would have been better than what we're seeing. Oh, so, clearly better. I just wonder if it was going to be as if we had played it up a little bit. No, so I think there's a couple things here. One, if we're giving back Aaron Rodgers, we also have to give back Elijah Vera Tucker, right? If we're going to say the offense is complete, we got to give Vera Tucker back. You got to give Beckton back, so that that helps. But even if the offensive line was still bad, Aaron Rodgers is accurate on quick throws, whereas Zach Wilson and Tom whatever his face is are not. Um and then also because Aaron Rodgers has to be respected as a thrower, that opens things up for Brees Hall. Brees Hall cannot do anything right now because teams can play with 13 dudes in the box and not have to worry about it. And he right. hasn't. He really has because been very limited. Can, teams can even give up one long touchdown a game to Garrett Wilson, and who cares because the Jets are going to score with 10 points. Yeah. So it, they can it, just it, be off on Brees Hall, and that's it. There's no way Rodgers would ever get nine collective yards between three receivers, top receivers. To have nine collective yards last week, last week, I got nothing. I got nothing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Even if I, I mean, worst case scenario, worst case scenario, the Jets' offense is the Steelers' offense without Matt Canada, right? Best case scenario, they add Aaron Rodgers to Garrett Wilson, and it's Dak to C.D. Lamb. So pretty much, yeah. Well, that was the hope that 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 Garrett Wilson was going to be a fifteen hundred yard, you know, twelve touchdown dude. And he is going to be. I think he will be too. But 
when he looks back at like his stat year, he's gonna be like, "What the fuck? Like, it's, it's like what, what happened in 2023?" <laughs> yeah. Uh, also, just quick throwback to earlier in the show, 2021, Ohio State did have C.J. Stroud and Garrett Wilson and lost by three touchdowns to Michigan. Bucks 20 Ooh. at the Colts. Didn't they have Chris Olave? Olave was hurt, but they did have Jackson Smith and Jigba. They had Jackson Smith and Jigba. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Bucks 20, Colts 27. Moving on to the Sunday games here. The Colts are now the seventh seed in the AFC. I do believe somebody on the show last week said to look out. The Colts are a threat to make the playoffs. Yeah, you did. <laughs> Give him his flowers. You did? I did. You did. You did. Good it's on for tape. You. Yeah. It's on tape. Um, yeah. Um, so they're definitely a, a contender. Now, if you look at like odds to make the playoffs going forward, they're not a, a favorite to make it right now, but they're clearly in the conversation. Yeah. Um and then my other note on this game, Cleve, your boy Todd Bowles might just pull this off. He might lose good enough to get the new quarterback and not lose his job. <laughs> a Does man without facial hair can't be trusted. Huh? Does he even care about a new quarterback as a defensive guy? <laughs> I think he cares about winning games. Yeah. Okay. Paycheck depends on it. Give him a linebacker. <laughs> Kidding. <laughs> Um, but yeah, the Colts, the Colts are the story here. Now, Jonathan Taylor's out for two to three weeks having thumb surgery, but Zach Moss is doing just fine filling in for him because as we know, running backs don't matter. Go find a guy, put him in there. It'll be fine. So I think, I think the Colts actually are a favorite to make the playoffs or the Texans. Like one of them is going to make it. I don't think the Browns hang on. I think the Browns wow. aren't going to hang on. And so I think either the Colts or the Texans will make it. And as we'll get to, I think it's 50-50 between them. Who, who squeezes in there? No quarterback. Uh, if C.J. Stroud puts that team into the playoffs in year one with that team, that's a story like that's oh my almost God. unheard yeah. of. It's a hallmark story, bro. It really is. Like they went from – People laughed at them on draft night. You, dra- you <laughs> traded all that for Will Anders? Really? I mean, I still laugh at them for that. That was still a bad trade, but. It's a horrific trade, but still. Yeah. The things they're doing, it's incredible. I mean, Stroud's played incredible. Um, yeah. yeah. And I we, know we, we talked about Tank Dell in the pre-draft process. We are, know we we are going to get to Houston, but as far oh as. Oh my gosh, Indiana, I've been slapped. Go ahead. But, Sorry. But, but as far as Indianapolis goes, they picked fourth last year and i feel like if gardner Minshew gets this team to the playoffs in year one with this team with no jonathan taylor for half the season and they just cut shaquille leonard like equally good story first year coach coming off the jeff saturday experience yes (laughs) yes yeah yeah i mean they had all their you know all their chips were on anthony richardson and and here we are without him and look you're winning games. Yeah. And um, and by the way, if Gardner Minshew leads this team to the playoffs, they will be able to trade Gardner Minshew in the offseason for probably like two second round picks. And he's very serviceable backup. He's a very serviceable backup. Somebody, somebody will take that bait. If he takes the Colts to the playoffs, he's a starter. Mm. It's just where. Yeah. But like backup quarterbacks don't play the entire season and take this Colts team to the playoffs. That's a starting quarterback right there. So, 
Uh, Patriots 7, Giants 10 in a game that set football back oh, 50 years. You love to see it. Oh, oh God. Oh, my now, God. I said Patriots 7, Giants 10, but I'm going to ask the question here, Cleve. Who won this game? Who won the game? The Giants did. Wrong. No. Scott, who won the game? The Patriots won the game for draft reasons. Oh, for, oh. oh, there we go. That's yeah. Shit. Bill Belichick understood the assignment. Yes, they, they own the second <laughs> pick. Mac Jones is uncoachable. Uncoachable, bro. Yeah. I yeah. have never seen quarterbacking that bad. I have. Defense. It's Zach Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> He's waiting to hear that T. Words are hurtful. <laughs> um, yeah. So this game was horrible. The Patriots won it, in my opinion, by losing the game. They are now squarely in position for a uh, uh, the number two, the number two overall pick, uh, and to play for the first overall pick. But I don't see Carolina getting another win, so and certainly not yeah. two more. So uh, the number two overall pick will be huge because they'll be able to get Drake May, and it's possible if another if they go up to three, uh, the team that goes at number two might want Marvin Harrison anyway. So they're in a they're in a much stronger position for having lost this game. Two other notes on this game actually. Neither really to do with the game. The first is at the Tommy DeVito. Hey, celebration is amazing. <laughs> Bro, yeah. they, they know how to, you know, in New York knows how to trademark a lot of shit. I'm telling you that. Yes. So mm. when we were in Italy uh, this summer, like one of the first things we saw when we got off the plane in the airport was this old Italian couple arguing. And the husband was literally like, yeah, man. like in Italian, I can't understand what say, like doing that. Like, like it's a legit Italian thing, and Tommy DeVito looks like he's going to be on the next season. That kid is Shore. North Jersey all the way. He's yes, he, he is he's exactly what a North Jersey guy looks like. Yeah, like he he is the situation. So <laughs> that's just a phenomenal celebration. The 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 what's it? Hey, like that. Um, and then also Alex in the chat right here. Giant Steve was furious again. I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing, but this was the first NFL game he ever attended. What? Wow. Good for you, man. Yeah. Yeah. So I thought, yeah. I mean, he's only going to baseball games from now on, but hey, he went to an NFL game. Did you have good seats? Uh, he, he was up on the rafters. He was up in the rafters. So. But yeah, pretty uh, pretty awesome for him to uh, get to go to his first ever NFL game. I'm sure he'll be going back to another one. I'm sure there'll be more than 17 total points scored. My yeah. God. Yeah, um, you need to go to a good game, bro. But good for you, man. Yeah. Uh, Steelers 16, Bengals 10. First note here, the Bengals without Burrow are basically the Jets with a bad defense. This is a lost season for them. Yeah. Yeah, they're yeah, there's lots of changes inbound. Um you know, obviously Burrow's back and Chase will be back, but I think Boyd could be gone. T. Higgins is probably getting traded. Uh, no, they they he'll be a free agent. About yeah, Mixon. yeah, yes, he'll be moving on. Yeah, um, they have an in-house replacement as a as a wide receiver, a kid from Princeton, Ayasivas, I think is his name. Yoshivash, that dude. Yeah. Uh, you dynasty league players go put on a little flyer for him at the end of the season. Cause he could pay off big if he becomes wide receiver too. And you get him for nothing. 
pretty good deal. Or three, because Tyler Boyd is like 39 years old now, sneakily. I know, so. but he's like almost done. So Yeah, so Yoshivash could be in the top three, you know. Yeah. You love a personnel package is there. So I agree. I agree with that. But the story of this game is not the Bengals because their season is over. We probably won't talk about them much unless like I'm, I'm Jake Browning turns out to be Jake Purdy, but that's not going to happen. Um, <laughs> Cleve, Matt Canada got fired from the Steelers and he might not have been the whole problem, but he was a major problem. Listen to this from Benjamin Solik. Um, he said on Twitter, I can't stop thinking about the fact the Steelers had more than 400 yards of offense in the last game before Canada became the OC. Never had more than 400 yards of offense in his 44 games as OC and then had more than 400 yards in the first game after he got fired. Damn. <clears throat> That's saying something. Damn. <laughs> That's damn. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's a windmill dunk on uh, Matt Canada right there. And uh, one of my uh, colleagues at work, he's a uh, Boomer Steelers fan, and he was like, yeah, this is amazing. Who knew if you just threw the ball downfield to George Pickens, good things could happen. Otto Graham, <laughs> motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> Your Boomer colleagues. I mean, I mean, he is, like, legitimately. He, he is, by age, he is a Boomer, like, and he, and he knows it, so. Um, oh, so a couple a couple weeks ago, we talked about how Christian McCaffrey only ended up tied with Lenny Moore for consecutive games of the touchdown. And you guys were like, who the hell is Lenny Moore? Okay, so this same Boomer colleague, when he was a kid, he got to talk to Lenny Moore on the phone. And it was like the highlight of his childhood. Wow. Okay, so yeah. he is a legit Boomer. <laughs> yes, but I told him. You guys know who Lenny Moore was. And he was like, what do you mean? That's my hero. And he started going in on it. And I was like, oh, okay. So. It's <laughs> funny. <laughs> um. So yeah, Lenny, uh, Lenny Moore, Steelers, Boomer colleagues. I got nothing real else on the Steelers. I don't know how much keeps keeps up, but their schedule is very easy coming up. Cleve next week they host Arizona. The week after that they host some other hapless franchise. They're going to make the playoffs. This is happening. Kenny Pickett and Mike Tomlin in the playoffs. <clears throat> And Mike Thomas walk is, is a Hall of Famer walk. Yeah, yeah. Just un, I, he can't keep getting away with this, but but he will. <laughs> um, Panthers ten, Titans seventeen. There would be no evidence that this game actually happened, except Frank Wright got fired after eleven games. Cleve Urban Meyer got thirteen. Dude, what was the guy? Jesus, what's on this mic tonight? What was the guy that got hired? Uh, got they got rid of to get right? Was it Wilkes? Yeah, so they fired Matt Rule. Steve Wilkes came in as an interim. The players loved him. They fired him, Brian and Frank Reich. <laughs> How'd that work out? Yeah, uh, for the owner, it seems like it's going fine. <laughs> yeah, the, the it does seem like we have a new a new uh, candidate for dumbest, most annoying owner in football. Now that Dan Snyder's gone, this could be an open competition. Jerry Jones, obviously a strong favorite. Um, He's the one seed. Yeah, but David Tepper is a young up-and-comer. Man, this guy. So apparently a lot of the players, there are reports that a lot of the players found out that Frank Reich was fired through social media. Yeah. Jeez, that, oh, that's fucked up, dude. Yeah. They also fired the offensive coordinator and Josh McCown, the quarterback's coach. And I sent you guys the the uh, episode of Scheme on Underdog on their YouTube channel 
from before Josh McCown was hired this offseason, where he was his job with underdog was just to break down quarterback play and prospects and whatever for YouTube. And you could tell on the show, the one he did on CJ Stroud, how much he loved CJ Stroud. So much so that the second he got hired as the Panthers quarterback coach and they traded the number one pick, I put a hefty bet on Stroud to go first overall. Right. Mm. So follow me here. <coughs> there was a reply to a tweet that basically said that all the coaches wanted Stroud. The owner wanted Bryce Young. It wasn't a report. It was like some random person. But that tweet was liked by Josh McCown's mom. Wow. <clears throat> and I feel like because Josh McCown's 40. 42. He's a little older than I am. And I feel like his mom is not like savvy enough to be in Twitter mentions liking things to give off a false impression. I mean, maybe, but you know what I mean? Like the difference, probably she's probably like in her 60s. I doubt that she's like scheming that way. She's probably just like, yeah, that is true. Josh did want CJ and liked it. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 Uh, if I if I was clamoring for CJ Stroud instead of Bryce Young, and then the season played out this way and I got fired after 11 games, I would be all over. Like I'd be talking to Adam Schefter. I'd be I'd be sure. on this show. I'd be like, hey, I'm on political football. <clears throat> talk about how but I want to would CJ never Stroud. be working in the NFL ever again. I would I would Marshawn Lynch. I would Marshawn Lynch laugh in his face on the way out the door with my box of shit packed up. <laughs> with my Hold on to my box for a minute while I bitch slap you. That's what <laughs> did you guys hear that? That's what Lynch did to uh to to the gum chewer when that, that happened, that that play happened. He said he thought they scored and then they realized it was an interception and he laughed in Pete Carroll's face. He said that's yeah, kind of why, that. that's kind of that's kind of why he's like he was jettisoned out. He literally laughed in his fucking face. He said, yeah. he said, I was so full of Hennessy. The last <laughs> all I had. <laughs> um, the Panthers are a clown show franchise. They're never going to be good as long as this guy owns the team. And uh, Kevin Cole, who writes what is the name of his Substack, expected points is his Substack. <clears throat> he made a point on Twitter. He said that these like hedge fund billionaire types who think they're geniuses but just got lucky in a crazy market. Once they enter the NFL, which is a true zero-sum game, and they realize they're not geniuses, they just get exposed by, like, actual smart owners who know what they're doing. And this guy is not it. This guy has no idea the Panthers are going to be horrible forever. Yeah. Yeah, I was hoping because he was a hedge fund dude and he, and he seemed to have an understanding of risk. It's a status that, thing, bro. Status thing. Yeah, but, like, just understanding risk, I would have thought that maybe there was a chance that Richardson should have been the pick at one just because of the reward side well, of things. Well, and today's... these guys don't get anywhere without being rewarded for these huge decisions they make. Obviously, they went the other way. Yeah. But... I mean, today's point, you're paying two coaches right now to stay to, to leave the building. You're yeah. paying two coaches because I think Reich's ooh, uh, he's owed a lot of money. So right. is Matt Rule still? Yeah, they're still paying them salaries. Yeah. So if you're a coach, if you're a hardball, you're like, I'm not. I don't know about coming there if if you're not going to oh, give me no, 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 no named coach is going there. 
Last year, they interviewed Ben Johnson, Lions offensive coordinator, and he turned them down to stay in his role with the Lions. Like, what's he going to go there now after this has happened? No, no. You, the writing's on the wall. You kind of see what how they're doing guys over there, and there's no institutional control at all. So it's like, fuck you. I'm not coming over there. And and here's the thing. I had some pretty strong opinions on the quarterback class coming out. I would have taken Richardson first for the ceiling, probably Stroud second because he just had great production in Ohio State, has the size measurables, all of that, and then Bryce Young is the third quarterback. However, if Frank Reich and Josh McCown, two good quarterbacks, are telling me they like Stroud first, and all I am is some hedge fund billionaire asshole, I might listen to them. I mean, Frank Reich is just going back to the game where he, he came back down five touchdowns. <laughs> I know what I'm talking about. Yeah. I could pick a quarterback out of a lineup. Did you guys listen to the press conference that Tepper gave today, though? It was horrible. Odd. Horrible. It really was. And he didn't help his cause at all. Cleve, the owner of the Panthers in his 14-minute press conference today said that he did not give a vote on who to take at quarterback until, quote, the last minute, as if, like, that would exonerate him. But really, he, got the last he came say. in, stepped on the scales, and was like, it's Bryce Young. Yep. They, they flipped the fucking coin, bro. <laughs> That's what they did. Well, then, no, then he talked openly about how they had a trade worked out to go up to two where they expected to get Stroud, and they thought they thought uh, was it Houston was going to take – whoever was going to take um, Young. So they had settled in on Stroud at two, and it's like, you're not helping yourself here. No. Yeah, it's weird. They got to lock him out the war room. <laughs> Just lock him out. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, so – that guy has no idea what he's doing. They're gonna be they're gonna be bad forever. Now, moving on to teams that are trending in the opposite direction. The Jaguars 24, the Texans 21. This is a huge blown opportunity for the Texans. Whatever teams don't win the AFC South are gonna be in an absolute battle for the final playoff spots in the AFC. And the Texans had a great chance to draw even with Jacksonville in the in the division. So my question, Cleve, according to ESPN analytics, right now. What chance do the Jags have of winning the AFC South as a percent? 73. 92. Wow. Massive Damn. win for Jacksonville here on the road at Houston. 98% to, to make the playoffs, 92 to win the division, which leaves Houston now basically in the same position as Indianapolis. And Houston really could have not really controlled their own destiny, but really seized it by winning this game. Didn't that game and Was it the kick? The blown kick? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Three points, man. <laughs> yeah. And Stroud, Stroud played really well again. Nico Collins had hundred yards and a touchdown in in uh in this game. And Scott was saying earlier how we were on Tank Dell in the pre-draft process, as besides from being too small, but he's obviously a baller. So Houston looks good. And for them to make the playoffs this year would be huge. And they they really blew a great look at it this week. Mm. Yes, they did. Uh, yeah, according to ESPN, the Texans now have a 53% chance to make the playoffs. The Colts, 45%. They're legitimately in the same position. Wow. <clears throat> Saints, 15 at the Falcons, 24. 
Scott, you're not going to believe this, but the Falcons actually used Bijan Robinson, 16 carries, 91 yards and a touchdown, three catches, 32 yards and a touchdown. And Drake London, five catches for 91 yards, and the Falcons won. Kurt Warner had to talk with him. What happened? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know, I, they ran they ran the ball very effectively on New Orleans. Yeah, uh, Desmond Mitter did not throw it very well, but they did run it very well, and Mitter did make good throws when he had to. Are you saying Mitter? I am. <laughs> I thought you. Yeah, yeah. Up, I love you, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> wow! Oh, this hapless turd, Desmond Mitter. <laughs> <laughs> That's an insult to turds. Uh Derek Carr with an awful pick six. Cleve, Jameis Winston is their best quarterback. Are they ever just going to play him? They need to. <laughs> this, pick six was one of the, himself. this pick six was one of the worst pick six I've ever seen in my life. Like a 92-yarder car threw it directly at Jesse Bates. Nah, like, we we uh remember we Darnold threw one to you to, to a lion in the opening opener what, two years ago. Remember that? Yeah, that was, that was his first pass ever in the NFL. Derek Carr is 49 <laughs> years old. <laughs> yes, it's true. Um, I got really nothing else on this game. A huge game for the Falcons taking control in the division. Uh, Saints hopefully pick up another L next week because they are playing the uh, the Lions. So uh, hoping that one gets flexed. By the way, week 16 through 18, the Patriots are in primetime three times. <laughs> wow! I got the a feeling there's going to be flexing happening. <laughs> Flex all, please. So, what are the please. rules? I'm going to be in New Orleans for this game this weekend. What are the rules for flexing? When do they? I, have- I don't know, but like, can they please? Because I will. We'll go through the schedule at the end. But I don't remember what Monday night was. I thought it was trash or Sunday night. One of them did not look good. And putting Lions Saints there would be a lot better. Yeah, I thought that too. It's Kansas City and. Somebody not very good, I think. Yeah. Whatever. We'll get there. But yeah, I, I I hope that they would that they would flex them out there. Um Rams 37 at the Cardinals 14. Only a couple interesting things about this game. The first, Matt Stafford, 25 of 33, 229 yards and four touchdowns. All right, Cleve, 229 and four for Matt Stafford. Cooper Cup, three for 18. Puka Nakua, four for 27. <laughs> the fuck was he thrown to? Yeah, bro, I was gonna, yeah, I was gonna ask you. <laughs> oh, it was, it was, it was Aaron Donald. He was throwing Aaron Donald. Was it Tyron Aaron Williams? Williams? It was John Coxlam. <laughs> 11 catches, 200 yards. Like, <laughs> I, a nice stat line. Yeah, I don't I don't know how uh how, how Matt Stafford did this. I will say though that Kyron Williams out of Notre Dame, second year player, 16 carries for 143 yards, six catches, 62 yards, and two touchdowns. Cleve, fifth round pick, 164th overall. I love a guy that can help himself. Pause. I uh I like uh taking running backs in the fifth round and not 12th overall. Uh, and that's not slight like to Jameer Gibbs. I'm just saying that, like, this is Jameer Gibbs style esque numbers right here. So, like, this is what I mean. You can find this production everywhere, right? Kyron Williams just comes in, does great. The other thing here, the Cardinals are in a prime position to draft Marvin Harrison Jr. now. Yes. 
keep Kyler, draft Marvin Harrison. Marvin Harrison on this team with Hollywood Brown, Trey McBride's coming on. Uh, they have to get a running back, but again, they'll take somebody in the fifth round. Um, the Cardinals could be at least fun next year, Scott. They could. It's a good. It's a good thought. It really is. Uh, are we assuming they're going to end up with pick two, pick three? Or three, because the first yeah. two are going to be quarter. If they pick end up with pick two, they should trade back to somebody who wants a quarterback. Yeah. So yeah. pick three, though, could just be, we're going to hold Pat, take Harrison. So Yeah, agreed. Browns 12 at the Broncos 29. Kaleev, I'm going to make a declarative statement here. Remember I said earlier that I don't think the Browns are going to hang on to make the playoffs. I don't think playoff teams lose to the Broncos by 17. I mean, the coaching has got better, and Russ is doing what Russ used to do. Broncos have now won five games in a row. Bro, I, I mean, I had after after I may have to redact my statement on on Sean Payton that that it was all Drew Brees because he's coaching the hell out of this team. Um, looks like a you can't you couldn't tell me if I walked off a spaceship yesterday that they gave up seventy points <laughs> several weeks ago. You, I, no. I wouldn't. I wouldn't believe you. I wouldn't believe you. No, you think it was the Lions based on how they played. Oh, Man, <laughs> I don't. I don't know. If, I don't know if Jake is in the chat or not. But um, in our in our minds, we've got to just flip how we think about the Broncos and Chargers. How do we do that? Well, we consider the Chargers to be talented and a threat to make the playoffs with a strong quarterback play. And the truth is the Chargers are bad and the Broncos are not bad. So the Broncos are the Chargers and the Chargers are the Broncos. Okay. Does that make sense? Am I making sense? Yes. It makes sense. It's just crazy to think about. Yeah. It's rough for the Chargers. I know no lie there, but it just, the Broncos really, really could make the playoffs here. And if they do, I'm not sure I'd want to be the team hosting them. No, I, it's yes. There's always teams that you run into that you, you think aren't going to be a problem. And then they, you, you're like, yeah, you don't. I don't really want to play them. Yeah. All right. Game of the year so far Eagles, Bills 34, the Eagles 37. Finally, a great <sighs> football game to watch. And in this game, the one thing I noticed, uh, and this is actually a point that uh, my mother made is that when you have two quarterbacks at this level playing against each other, it's a whole nother sport. Like this is not the same sport as Giants Patriots. <laughs> no. Josh Allen in this game, 29 of 51, 339 yards, two touchdowns, one pick, nine carries, 81 yards, two touchdowns. Jalen Hurts, 18 for 31, 200 yards, three touchdowns in a pick, 14 carries, 65 yards, and two touchdowns. When you get yeah. these truly elite quarterbacks, and yes, Cleve, Josh Allen is a truly elite quarterback. When you get these truly elite quarterbacks going back and forth like this, the, the, this is what football should look like, in my opinion. Yeah. yeah. What and it I mean, should look like is, is, how it, is how it ended. That's how it should look like. Games on the line. Guy wants the ball in his hand. Guy's going to make a score. Like I said, yeah. if Mahomes didn't get the, the donkey shot in the ankle, they win that Super Bowl, bro. Or if Jalen Hurts didn't fumble, fumble. away a touchdown to Nick yeah. Bolton. Um, yeah, that's true. But 
So the Bills led this game 24 to 14 early in the fourth quarter. And the one thing that I really do take away from this game, though, is I think Sean McDermott is actually not a very good coach. And I think he might just be fancy Brandon Staley. And the reason I say that is he still has not figured out these end, end of game situations. So first, the Eagles were going to have to do a fire drill to kick the 59-yard field goal. They had to make the go to overtime in the first place. However, Sean McDermott called the timeout to bail them out. The reason he called the timeout is that a couple weeks ago when the Broncos did a fire drill field goal, the Bills ended up with 12 men on the field. The Broncos got two kicks and won the game. Just keep the base defense on the field. Simple. (laughs) They're not going to fake it. No substitutions. Just stand there. Don't jump offside. Don't even rush it. It's a 59-yard field goal in a driving rainstorm in Philadelphia (laughs) in November. That part. Stand still. Yeah. Like, he will make it or he won't. You're not going to do anything here. Yeah. Right? That's it. It's not that hard. And the fact that they got, like, they either didn't discuss and go over what to do in this situation after it happened against Denver, or they did and still screwed it up. Either way. It looks horrible for Sean McDermott. Then they only had one timeout left when they got the ball back with 20 seconds, right? So they get the ball back with 20 seconds to drive the field to score. Now, of course, the Bills were on the other side of the 13 seconds, Patrick Mahomes a couple years ago. So the Bills, of course, attempted to score here, right, Scott? No. No, they took a knee and just let the clock run out to go to overtime. I, I, I explain it. I don't know. Josh Allen is playing a great game. You're on the road. You're six and five. You have a chance to beat the Eagles going to overtime on the road. You have one timeout in 20 seconds. Josh Allen can throw the ball over them. Their mountains. You don't want to try to get to the 40. And chuck a Hail Mary. Yeah. No, I know. It was like frustrating doesn't even begin to describe it like i'm not a bills fan i don't particularly like the buffalo bills but if i was a bills fan i would i would not be happier i would be cussing it's fair Khalid, i would love to no see Dave. Go i would ahead, love to see ahead. you as an i would love to see you as an owner of a team and then that happens, and then you're calling a coach and the staff in for a dress down Monday morning. I would love to be in that room. Would wouldn't even happen. Wouldn't even happen. I would be I would be on the field coaching overtime. <laughs> you think I'm playing? You think I'm playing? Walk down like I got it. <laughs> I got it. I'm like, we have Josh Allen. We're six and five, and you should have lost to Tampa on a Hail Mary, but you're not even gonna try to get a Hail Mary. I'm coaching overtime. Give me the fucking headset, right? <laughs> Be yeah. spectacular. Yeah, I, and I wouldn't even fire him. Like he could stay, he could still be the coach, just not for the overtime. Like clearly, you're over your head right now. We'll talk about this later, but I'm stepping in right now. You could take over again later in the week, because hopefully, then he quits. Nice. I don't have to pay him, right? Um. Uh, yeah. No, I would. There, there in the infinite multiverse, there are universes where I own NFL teams, and it's glorious. <laughs> let me tell you, it would be it would be wonderful if Jeff Bezos or Elon Musk want to do something fun with their money. Just buy me an NFL team. It would be it'd be pretty good. It'd be pretty good. Um, oh man! Anything else on this game, you guys? 
Nah, it's it was good. You're you're right. It's what football should look like. Yeah. Uh, Chiefs 31, Raiders 17. The Raiders were up 14 nothing to start this game, but then the Chiefs took over. The Chiefs are good and the Raiders are bad. Anything else? Nope. Can't count out my homes, bro. <laughs> nope. Took a little bit to get going, but that was it. All right, we got two more games here. Then a quick look at the uh, at next week's schedule. Man, Sunday night and Monday night was some brutal football. Ravens 20 at the Chargers 10. Terrible game. Brandon Staley is going to get fired so hard at the end of the season. Yes. I don't know how he made it past Monday, to be honest with you, bro. I don't know how he, how he made it past Monday. Uh, wasting, mean, he could, wasting Herbert, bro. Wasting him. Yeah, he could get fired at some other random time, but um, yeah, he's done. And then the Ravens <laughs> are the number one seed in the AFC going into their bye this week. Getting healthy. Yep. Uh, and looking, looking pretty. I mean, they didn't play a good game, but they played an okay version of this terrible game. Yeah. Which will make more sense when we get to the last game, the Monday night game. Cleve, be honest. Did you watch this entire game or did you have to turn it off? I, I didn't even turn it on. Oh. <laughs> I didn't even turn it on. I didn't even turn it on. I, I am fucking 100% not fucking with you. I didn't turn it on. I had Scott, no interest in it. Scott, did you watch this entire game or did you turn it off? I turned it off. I saw how this game was going at halftime, and I was like, I'm not watching this whole thing. I watched four episodes of Dragon Ball Z and then came back to catch the end of the game. <laughs> you know how bad a game has to be for me to not watch it? Dude, like you, the the word football and you are synonymous since I've known you. Like football is like in your blood, and we go without it for months, right? <laughs> yeah. And these are teams in the Lions division. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, I literally cannot watch this. Josh Dobbs threw four interceptions. He was so bad that head coach Kevin O'Connell has reopened the QB competition between Dobbs, Jaron Hall, and Nick Mullins. Josh Dobbs turned back into Josh Dobbs that we all knew. I think, honestly, I think they, I think they probably try to open the playbook up more than they needed to. Just keep whatever was going on when he got there. Keep that. I think they were probably pushing way too much shit on him, and maybe, maybe. Like, fuck it. You know, I'm just. Uh, this is not all entirely on Josh Dobbs. I mean, the four interceptions are, um, but they're still giving a majority of their carries to Alexander Madison, who. I'm not saying I could beat Alexander Madison in a foot race right now, but I do think when I was Alexander Madison's age, it'd be close. <laughs> Here we go. He, he <laughs> is running a quicksand out there. <laughs> like, yeah, he does. He does look very uh, non-explosive. Yeah, he and I'm like currently drawing a blank on the backup's name, Ty Chandler. Ty yeah. Chandler certainly has a lot more juice. Yeah. Than Alexander Madison. So, like, that's a switch you have to make. They also yeah. get Justin Jefferson back next week. And I feel like Dobbs with Jefferson is better than Hall or Mullins with Jefferson. So, they need to stick with Dobbs. But yeah, he looked terrible. And he then did. the Bears' offensive coaching in this game, just offensive. I mean, I want the entire coaching staff fired into the sun. I can't. <laughs> They they are throwing these like wide receiver screen short passes with with Justin Fields. Justin Fields is a down the field bombing quarterback. 
Yeah, yeah. That's just what let him is. loose. Just, just let him loose, bro. Just have fun out there. Go fucking toss it around the yard. He he is just he is literally fuck it. DJ down there somewhere. I mean, he is like he did. You know who he is? He's not he's not as good as this player. This other player is a much better quarterback. But this is who he actually is stylistically. Is Randall Cunningham? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You don't call wide receiver screens all game with Randall Cunningham. You throw no. it 80 yards downfield to Fred Barnett and Randy Moss. It's offensive. Honestly, it's offensive watching some, them use Justin Fields this way. And I have no interest in this game, bro. None. I, I, I didn't even turn it on, bro. I, I, I couldn't do it. I couldn't bring myself. Well, the, fact, the fact that the Bears won is good for the Lions. It may, lets them maintain their two-and-a-half game lead in the division, and the Lions now – are like 93% to make the playoffs because the Bears won this game. So the end, the outcome didn't matter for Scott and I personally, but this game this game was horrific. And um yeah, I was watching the Frieza saga instead. Okay, quick look at next week's games before we get out of here as we do every week. Thursday night game is actually going to be good. It's Seahawks at Cowboys. Keep in mind both these teams played on Thanksgiving, so this is actually a week off for them. So we might not get our normal Thursday nonsense. It could be actually a good game. Sunday yeah. afternoon, Colts at Titans. Colts got to have it, make the playoffs. Cleve, Falcons at Jets. Yeah. Are you going to lose to Arthur Smith at home? It, honestly, bro, if, if oh, God, I, I I got nothing. I got nothing. Keep, let's keep going. Nothing to see okay. here. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> uh, Scott already mentioned Lions at Saints. Scott, on a scale of 1 to 10, how hammered are you going to be during this game hammered in new orleans oh zero are you going to blow 0.0 on the breathalyzer yep no drinking got, got, got to say not even a beer rice and jambalaya no drinking for me i'll be eating a, a, a metric shit ton of food but yes oh uh, i haven't been to new orleans beignets for days yeah go to cafe du mind one extra time just for me done yeah i Man, I love New Orleans. I got I got to get back. It's been too long. Um, Broncos at Texans. This is this might be a playoff game. I, the loser of this game might be out because of who they're playing against. Broncos at Texans legit could be a playoff game, mm. which is crazy to think about. It really is. <laughs> um, I don't think the winner is guaranteed to make the playoffs, but I think the loser is probably dusted. Yeah. So huge game there. Uh, Chargers at Patriots. You know what? Let's do it. Let's have this be what gets Staley. Patriots 13 to 3. Staley doesn't get on the flight back to uh, Los Angeles. Oh. <laughs> yeah. And again, for to those in the chat, we we're we're not clamoring for, for guys to get fired and lose their livelihoods, but obviously this is the business that they chose to be in. So this is well-deserved, but again, it's yeah. just, it's more than them. and some of the, the other coaches that drag their families all around the country. But again, you signed up for this. This is what you signed up for. I um, want to be very clear. There are some coaches I am clamoring for to get fired, like the bears coaching staff, because they're horrible. And it's yeah. offensive. <laughs> um, Arthur Smith, right. Brandon Staley, it just isn't working out. So this is actually like too bad for everybody involved. So it is kind of a bummer, but he is going to be out of here. So it would be hilarious. He goes to, up to New England, loses to the horrible Patriots, and like he gets a cold bowl of Kraft macaroni and cheese and a bus ticket back to Los Angeles. <laughs> a bus ticket. 
<laughs> see yeah. you in 10 days. Uh, go see Lucille. Go see Lucille. Al- Alex says, who wins Chargers versus Giants? Right now, the Chargers by like 20. And I expect the Chargers to kill the Patriots too. I'm just saying it would be hilarious if this were to happen. Oh, man. Uh, you, you're not kidding. He'd be fired on the spot. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Cardinals at Steelers. Again, the Steelers are going to make the playoffs. This is unreal. <laughs> um, uh, uh, me, and hang man. on. Yes. So I knew it. Cardinals at Steelers this week. Patriots at Steelers next week. Okay, so that's two and zero. Oh. Yep, that's it. They're in. Um, oh, Cleve, we can go to our local game. Dolphins at Commanders. I'm sure that'll be competitive. Uh, that might get River Road <laughs> Riverboat Ron out. The only, the only hope, the only hope that the Commanders have in um in in this case is bad weather. Yeah, super freezing cold. But even though the Dolphins can run the ball, it doesn't matter. Wind, yeah, yeah, something. Panthers at Bucks. <sighs> um, uh, yeah. Uh, but then here we go. Game of the week: 49ers at Eagles, where the 49ers yeah. open as a two and a half point favorite. Is that That's a Sunday night game? That's four twenty-five. Okay. Damn. Yeah, so that'll be that'll be a red zone game, but yeah, that should be that should be another really really good one, and I'm thinking I might just bet the home dog there. Honestly, it feels it feels wrong. The 49ers are favored. It does. The final Sunday Sunday afternoon game: Browns at Rams. <laughs> um. Sunday Lord. night, Sunday night. This is the game that we hope they flex up for you, Scott. Chiefs at Packers, which they won't now because the Packers are looking better. Correct. Yeah. Damn. They're gonna oh, get murdered. And then Monday night. I don't know what the rules are. If they can flex Monday night, Bengals at Jags. Yeah. It... <laughs> Jake Browning getting obliterated in the hot tub is not what we need on Monday no. night football. No. Yeah. But Jacksonville probably deserves to be in the spotlight a touch. Uh, true. <sighs> true. But, yeah, that's uh, – what competitive games – it's after Thanksgiving. Only competitive games or games you expect to be competitive in yeah. prime time standalone now, in my opinion. All right. Uh, we're about to get out of here. Everybody, thank you so much for, for watching. Again, if you're listening to YouTube live stream, there's a link in the show notes. Everybody in the chat, thank you so much. Please be sure to like the video. It does really help us out. Uh, Scott, any final words before we go? No, we're good. Cleve, you guys have a good final, week. Cleve, any final words did before you got, we go? Did you guys see Jim Irsay's, um interview when he said that when he had the traffic stop with the drugs on him, he was he was singled out because he's a rich billionaire white guy? Yeah. It's unfair, it's unfair to him. Did you yeah, see that? I, thought, yeah. <laughs> I think he was. I think. I think he was on drugs when he said it. How, how much? <laughs> like, how much have you invested, buddy? <laughs> the fuck. And the thing is, like, bro, just, just, just lean into it. Like, you love drugs, and it's fine. Like, just, just own it. Be like, yeah, I got pulled over having drugs on me because I'm white Snoop Dogg, and so it happened. Like, don't. Don't be trying to play a victim card or something. Like you had drugs on you. You have drugs on you now, probably. Like just just own it. 
Yeah. Just show up to the I next game it. vaping. Like I'm here, I'm here for like, it, bro. I'm here for yeah, it. Yeah. Like that's that, that's who you are. Oh man. Just own it. Don't be trying to make an excuse. All right. Um. We will see everybody next week to discuss all the week 13 NFL action. Peace. Later. See you guys. Have a good, good week. Scott.